0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to 15 Minute You. This is the official college football podcast of your morning commute. I'm Evan Wazork. That's my brother, Matt. What up, dude? What up, doe? Matthew. Sir, college football kicked off this weekend. Yes, sir. It's official. Every Sunday, 15 Minute You podcast coming out. We're here back from the St. Louis studio. <laughs> um, so your singing has only... not
1: gotten better. For the record,
0: I know hasn't really. There were not a whole lot of games yesterday for Disney's Couch Football Weekend sure. kickoff, whatever they called sure. it. Um, we will get into the rock fight that was um, Florida Miami, right. And then do pick 'em. But I did want to talk briefly about some pregame stuff. Okay. You know, we had talked about Disney's terrible decision to let no signs right behind. But turns out. I, th- I honestly think because of the kind of angst behind the Washington state flag not being able to fly, mm-hmm. they ended up allowing signs to allow the you flag. specifically the Washington I state flag. So. I-, I honestly think it was that anxiety. they like, Twitter was freaking out, and then Disney decides to allow signs, and it was really more about, Twitter was more freaking out about the flag than the signs. So I really credit the Washington state alumni association with Getting those signs in there.
1: Go Cougs, man! Find your inner pirate. Sure, Go, I don't know. Exactly. I don't know if that's why, but uh, it was the right call. It just wouldn't have been the same scene had there not been signs at College Game Day. While we're on College Game Day, uh, do you have a Desmond take? <laughs> so
0: this what was, was just the funniest thing in the funniest? One, I don't know.
1: I don't know. But, I was like,
0: this this is "What did you say?" What? <laughs> <laughs> so for people that may not have saw Desmond Howard. Former Heisman Trophy winner and Michigan wide receiver, mm-hmm. now college football mm-hmm. analyst, said on live TV, is Wayne Brady going to have to choke a bitch? I just started laughing hysterically, Ooh. immediately texted you and 15-Minute Boyfriend. That was <laughs> like, <laughs> what the hell? what Desmond, what are you doing, dog?
1: This is a family program. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he said, I didn't realize how obscure that quote was. What? What are you doing? Who cares? That you can't say choke
0: bitch on TV. No. I probably shouldn't be saying ever. it on this podcast. Right. Now done
1: it twice. <laughs> We're gonna stop there. <laughs> so What's yeah, he doing I don't though? know. So I guess That's a terrible I don't know. Up.
0: I don't know. I don't know. That's like the one time Corso said, uh, I can't remember what team he was talking about. He was like, they really shot their wad already. <laughs> like, I, actually geez, no, I, I
1: that's better than what happened. I mean, yeah, De- Desmond Clear Front runner for the uh, fat head of the week.
0: Fat head of the I, week. I mean, yeah, I think
1: we got. I think we got. Yeah, one. F- closely followed by any of the Colts fans. Like very, very, <laughs> very closely. Yeah. But um, yeah, I would say Desmond's up there. I, that's just really like not appropriate, funny or excusable. Just like he just no. said it, laughing, like rolled. I don't know. Well. Wow.
0: Yeah. Um, before we get into the rock fight, I did want to also say uh, I thought Corso looked great. You know, last season, because um, when he had that stroke, like there was just some real rough patches. Where you know, I read this article about how, like, basically he was memorizing everything that he was going to say for the week, and it was like really apparent a couple times. But he had notes you could see written out in front of him, which he never had last year. I thought he had a little hiccup when he put the Florida hat on and accidentally said Miami. Um, is it, Are you are you
1: complimenting Lee Corso, or is this? Uh, I am.
0: I'm saying I think he's back to rare form.
1: I'm was excited. Confusing. I was a Couldn't little. Tell. I was a little nervous. It was like, like Sorbo put year. down, but then you're also like, yeah, he did so well. Because last year he, he did, did so bad. <laughs> well, I
0: don't think that's uh like scandalous comment. I think No, I don't it's just an odd way to call it which
1: you don't think they do very well. Whatever. I'm Evan excited. Some, Corso's back, some sandwich college football's here back, we're great. Yeah. All right, yeah. so your take on the game. The Gators prevailed in the end. Both of us ended up 0-1 on Pickham. The line was 7.5. Florida ended up taking it 24-20. to 20.
0: Yeah, I mean, so I've called it a rock fight twice. Sure. So I think we know where I'm at on I'm, this game. It was ugly. I mean, so I knew we were screwed Pickham-wise when first drive Miami marches down the field goal. They only scored a touchdown, but just... Uh, were held to three well, to kick the field goal. But I was like, oh, this game's going to be different than I thought I, it was going to be.
1: Okay, I disagree. I thought, to me, it was the fumbles in the first half by the Gators where I was like, sure. oh, my God, they're so out of... It wasn't like the running back got lit up and just dropped mm-hmm. the ball. Like You guys just couldn't... Hint- you look like a team playing their first game of the season. So that, to me, was the point where I was like, okay, Florida actually is not going to pull away. Because in when they responded with the fake punt... And then yeah. scored on the next play, I was like, okay, they could get rolling here if this thing gets ahead of steam. But they were just so out of sync with the turnovers. I mean, eventually they prevailed. They are a stronger team. I don't know. To me it it showed that Florida is not very not very good. I, I don't think they're the eighth best team in college football right now.
0: No, I don't think so either. That defense looked pretty good. I mean they had ten sacks on Miami QB. But it's an Jared inexperienced Williams.
1: line. Miami has as two uh, first year starters at right tackle, left tackle, and aren't they freshmen? They're redshirt freshmen. You have redshirt freshmen I tackles, so. and then you have a first year center. I mean,
0: yeah. Oh no, don't get me wrong. Like, definitely some learning curve on Miami's part. But like, I don't know if you can fully s- blame that. Like, say it's totally the. Li- I mean, it is the lines fault. But like, <laughs> ten sacks? That's a that's an absurd amount. Yeah. I don't know how many times the Florida quarterback got sacked last year, but. Uh, I bet it was less than 20. So we were looking at like half a year's worth of sacks in one game. That's impressive defense. I, I, you know, to your point about the offense
1: struggling, like I, uh, yeah. Sure. So you don't need to score points to win games. You don't often give late night West Coast ball love. Did you happen to see the end of the Arizona-Hawaii game, Khalil Tate?
0: I did not, no. Really? It's too late, too late for
1: me. So do you have
0: any idea what I'm talking about right now? No, no idea. (laughs) So educate me. They are – We are a Mac and a Big Ten podcast. That's fair. Sir. I like – We tangentially talk talk about national level. Fair.
1: So on the national level, Arizona ball 40, uh, 45 going in. Last play, Khalil Tate rolls out. They're down seven. And then he Friday night lights it and tries to run it in. And um, it's tackled at the one. Ugh. And uh, the Rainbow Warriors go on 1-0 and to open against the Wildcats.
0: I'm glad we didn't pick that game because I would have picked Arizona. So do I. I. I like Khalil Tate, though. He's fun to watch. Fun to
1: watch, yeah. Good. Not that I watched him, good, but... good stuff on the West Coast. So let's get back to um, the Midwest. And on Michigan's schedule this year is Illinois. And starting for Illinois this year is former Michigan starter Brandon Peters. Take on Peters and potential outlook for the Illini with Peters at the helm this year as QB1. It's
0: not going to be good. I don't want to, like, root this against the guy, uh, especially a kid, but uh, Brandon Peters wasn't very good. I lived through the Brandon Peters Michigan era. Wasn't very bright. Oh, wow. Evan with the harsh take
1: on Brandon Peters. Am I – tell me I'm I wrong. Think, tell me I'm wrong. I don't know. I mean, I think it's an upgrade from what Illinois had last year. Sure, sure. I don't know. I'm happy for him. I I thought the first. Yeah, I mean, oh, I yeah. thought his first start oh, was great, oh, and then yeah. Bad. But Michigan football was in a rough period True. at that time. I wouldn't totally put that on uh, on Brandon Peters. So I'm excited to see what happens. That's I'm fair. glad uh, he's on the Michigan schedule, so we can see firsthand what uh, what's going down. Another Big Ten topic before we get to pick them. Trending on Twitter. Jim Harbaugh just taking it from anyone who has a, a college football take has given it to Jim Harbaugh. There is an upcoming book, John U. Bacon, the Michigan football unofficial historian. Uh, his new book, Overtime, comes out this fall. It was reported, Harbaugh was quoted as saying, It's tough to beat the SEC cheaters. And there have been multiple analysts and uh, Media outlets, you know, commenting on uh, Jim Harbaugh has a hard time beating the Big Ten cheaters. Uh, Jim Harbaugh has a hard time beating, you know, whomever anyone in November. Right, right. right. <laughs> but uh, Bacon's come out in pretty defensive fashion of Coach Harbaugh to say that uh, they're misquoting. Um, if you're that's your take, you didn't actually read the book, and what. Coach Harbaugh actually said is it's hard to beat the cheaters, acknowledging that there are some people bending the rules, shockingly, in college football, but refuse to name teams or a conference during their conversations. Yeah, I
0: mean, you know, I said this to you. If I say cheaters in college football and your mind instantly goes (laughs) to the SEC, like, I think that says something about the SEC. I don't know, man.
1: We'll see too. I mean, it's not shocking that that's people's reaction. Um, it sure. to me, it, it just like further illustrates the urgency for Harbaugh to. Uh, you got to win big games. This is the year. It's got to yeah. go down, and then. I don't. He should not be fired. He needs to stay as the head football coach. This is the best option for the head football coach. There needs to be like a reset on expectations. Maybe, if it doesn't happen this year, because I'm not sure what else can go down. In, Yes, they have big games on their schedule, but they're all at home. Ohio State at home. Notre Dame at home. And then, yeah, you got to go to a bowl game on a neutral site and deal. Like, that's every team, though, right?
0: No, I I completely agree. I mean, like, so, like, comments like that are not going to go over well, regardless of who you're referring to, right? Especially for someone in a hardball like situation, because people are just going to, you know, think you're whining. Sure. And and making excuses and, like, all this stuff that – I don't think Harbaugh's been making a whole lot of excuses, but, like, he hasn't won a whole lot of games. Mm -hmm. So, at least big games. He's actually, I think I saw a stat that, like, since he's been at Michigan, percentage-wise, like, 10th winning as coach.
1: Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, I'm on the Harbaugh train. And it's just, what we're paying attention to most is uh, Ofer against Ohio State. Yeah. I mean, this has been some bad luck, though. Can we say that it wasn't a first down? Can I Can I reiterate 100%, 100%. that?
0: hundred percent. No, it, that was not, a first, not a first down. was
1: not a first down. Anyways. <laughs> and he's 1-9 in nine against top 10 opponents. And yeah. bull games have been an issue. Yeah. The Florida shellacking was particularly poor, especially based on the Flea Bay Franks that we saw yesterday. I was like, I oh, remember when this guy just like ran all over Michigan defense just like diced Swiss up what was yeah. supposed
0: to be the best defense yeah. in the yeah. nation yeah. yeah I mean the players were not up for that sure at all which I mean kind of is on Harbaugh but sure you get blasted by you you know you're thinking championship national championship potential mm-hmm. then you get blasted by high State. you don't even make the big 10 mm-hmm. like that's motivation's probably low anyways we digress shall we move yes on? sir you ready to pick, pick them? them so we are over yes, on the season over. For Not a great start at all, but there's a lot of games to get to this week. Uh, just quickly going through the Big Ten. We'll start with Big Ten games and then the MAC. Um, we agreed. We actually only agreed on three sure. games in the Big Ten. So San Diego State is hosting Minnesota Thursday night to kick off action. Um, we went with Minnesota, and then Rutgers is hosting... UMass and UMD is hosting Howard. Um, We both took UMass and we both took Howard. Um, So let's jump into the games we disagree on. There are about a million, so we don't really have time to talk about them individually. But why don't you give us your thoughts on how you're you're looking at the Big Ten
1: spread this week. Sure. So I I went against teams that need a lot of work on offense because I don't think even though they may be – Significantly better than some of these other teams. I don't see the scores running up in this way. You look at the first couple that we disagreed on. Uh, Sparty, Wisconsin, Purdue, and Ohio State. Sparty, Wisconsin, Purdue. Purdue loses a ton. I don't see them being super productive uh, on offense. Especially at Nevada. On a Friday night. Uh, different time zone. That that to me spells all types of mess for the Boilermakers. So I rolled. Nevada. I think with Sparty, although they have a lot of returners, they it's not a, it's not a spread off. It's not somebody that's going to run up the score. 20 is a big spread. Wisconsin, same thing. New quarterback at USF. I think that's iffy. I also like USF, and I like Charlie Strong. Um, and I felt similarly about uh, Nebraska. I, I'm not on the Nebraska hype. They're a 32-point favorite at home. I think they'll win. I don't think they win by 32. In the other games, I went with teams that I think can really like light it up and put some points on the board. So um, Ohio State was one that comes to mind for sure for me. I think they're hosting FAU. FAU can score, but Ryan Day's first game. I think the players are gonna be hyped. The stadium's gonna be hyped. Columbus is a tough place to play. Uh, I look for the Buckeyes by more than 24. Are there some specific games here that you want to uh, go more in depth with?
0: Hear what you're saying on a lot of this. I do think, like, specifically for the Michigan um, State-Tulsa game, I think, you know, they struggled a lot on offense last year, and they are losing some people. But I wonder how much of that was because of Brian Lewerke's shoulder injury. Like, I really don't – I don't know why they kept him playing. Um, I really think they should have just shut him down. So I do think that offense is going to be more productive this year than they have previously. And then I'm also confident in their defense – um, to be able to keep Tulsa from scoring, they had a really underrated defense. The spread is twenty points.
1: You're also on the Nebraska. I'm also
0: train, on the Nebraska train, but underrated defense on, with the Spartans. Um, to yeah. Nebraska specifically, they ho- points is a lot. Um, I'm right there. I'm totally so why agree. Do you think cover? They're playing South Alabama though. They're at home. You know, Scott Frost gonna have that team excited. The crowd's gonna be excited. There's a lot of hype around this team. I I think they're gonna do it. I think they're gonna come out. You know, I could see that game being like 45 to seven. That'd, do, that'd be good. Like it
1: just depends on what version of Martinez sure, they get. Sure. If he is if he's dealing, they're gonna go. If he looks like Felipe Franks, I, they can't put up. They can't win by more than 30. They're gonna win. We know that. But by 32, I couldn't do that. Let's definitely talk the two. Um, Heartland Games. We have Akron at Illinois. Illinois is a fifteen and a half point yep. favorite, and then Miami goes to Iowa City, where they are a twenty-one and a half point dog. I rolled Big Ten. You rolled Mac. Correct. Why? So. Oh, sorry, and I missed one. Indiana's hosting Ball State. Uh, you again went Mac. I didn't the notice home that. Team. I I did um, do that though. Ball State is a, is getting. 16-and-a-half at home versus
0: the Hoops. Sure. So, so um, I, yeah, I picked all the MAC teams against the Big Ten teams, though I do think Miami is going to lose the game. The spread is 21 points. Um, I actually have confidence in Miami's offense to score, not a bunch, but a couple times um, against Iowa. I'm not really sure. You know, they always replace tight ends and, you know, have have essentially like a factory.
1: Returning quarterback and returning quarterback. Like so yeah. I, 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 think again, I, think I was going to
0: win. I, you know, I think they could put up 28, 30, 28 points, thirty-five points. Like I, I think that's very realistic. Yeah. I just I have enough confidence in Miami of Ohio's offense. I think they're going to score twice, maybe three times. So I, I just think that twenty-one is too much. Um, as far as Akron, Illinois, I don't know how <laughs> Akron is a fi- or excuse me, Illinois is a fifteen-point underdog or excuse me, fifteen-point favorite. Akron Illinois is is so trash.
1: Bad. Akron is trash, man. Brandon Peters, you're sleeping on my man. Uh, we'll, we'll see Akron about that. Akron is trash. Uh,
0: and then Ball State, Ball, you know, Ball State was my um, dark horse candidate. I am high on Ball State. Um, they're getting 16 points. Seems simple to me. Um, I honestly think they're going to win that game outright. Indiana, no. Indiana,
1: you putting that
0: out? Of I, wax? I'm putting it on wax. Yeah, I think Ball State's going to win that game outright. Uh, Indiana's defense, wow. really, like improving very much so under the current uh, coaching regime. Uh, I expect them to still be good. I don't expect this to be a very high-scoring game. But, like, yeah, I think Ball State inks this one. I think it's going to be, like, my bet is this is going to be, like, 17-14, Ball State. It's a low-scoring game. Real close, I think Ball State inks it out.
1: Last game we disagreed on, Stanford hosting Northwestern. Stanford a seven-point favorite in that game. This is exact like, this game is built for fits, and like figuring out a way to like win scrappy on the road. I, I think Northwestern wins the game outright. Interesting. I'm just real nervous if, about if they lose. Life after if they lose, I think it's by. Field I'm run. really
0: just nervous about life after Thorson in Evanston and what that's going to be like. Nah, First game on the road, nah. you know it's going to be tough, especially with a new starting quarterback. Uh, I like Stanford here.
1: So we'll see. You okay, so we Mac?
0: actually have a lot more agreement uh, in the Mac than we do in the Big Ten. There are also a ton mm-hmm. of games. So instead again, instead of breaking down individually, let's just kind of talk generally about our approach and we'll get into a couple of the specific games. Matt, what was your approach for picking the Mac this
1: week? Well, I, obviously I started by going with all three uh, <laughs> Michigan directional schools if you didn't. Crazy, obviously, so. That that that's just a straight given. I think in the, you look at my three big ones. I have more. I think in our disagreement, I have more faith in Central than you. Sure. Do. And, I think Robert Morris is atrocious. They they are really bad. And and I'm a Kentucky guy. I was last year. I continue to be now. I like what Stoops is doing with the program. He was one of my coaches that I think deserves the big bucks. And I see um, Kentucky really rolling over Toledo. I see Buffalo covering Robert Morris, given how bad they
0: are. Okay, I'm going to start out talking about Robert Morris, Buffalo. Okay. Robert Morris going to Buffalo. The spread is 45 yeah. points. That's an absurd you, a number bad. of points. That's, that's absurd. If they score once, Buffalo has to score over 50 points. I'm just not sure new quarterback... Uh, coming in, are they going to be able to do that? And like, is the defense, their defense was, I mean, not even for a Mac team, but their defense was good straight up, like regardless of conflict, uh, conference, but like, is it going to be that good again this year? I I don't know. Especially in game one, 45 just seemed too much for me. I couldn't do it. Uh, going back to Michigan directionals. I, I took two of the three, uh, Michigan directionals. Eastern's playing coastal Carolina and Western is playing Monmouth. Uh, but the Albany Central game one, I, I just don't trust Central. You have broke my heart too many times. Spread six points, Jim McElwain, baby. We'll see, Fish I think long term he's gonna get that program going. Uh, I think day one, game one, we'll see. Uh, spread six in favor of Central. Uh, so I think Albany's gonna at least by the points win that game, um, but not outright. Hmm. Um, and then to your Toledo, Kentucky. So thir- it's thir- it's at Kentucky. It's thirteen and a half points. By the way, if you've never been to Lexington, Kentucky, let me tell the ten people that are listening to the show. Lexington, Kentucky is fabulous. Me and fifteen my wife love it. Uh, you should go there. But anyways, um, Toledo, you know, has that it's high. A minute wife, what's that? No, you're fun. Uh, Toledo's got that high-powered offense. It spreads thirteen and a half points. You know, the cousins always advise uh, in a shootout so, to take the so. points. So. I'm following the Cousins' yeah. suggestion. I'm taking those points. I'm going to Toledo.
1: So speaking of points, we know what we agree on. Let's touch on Morgan State. Bowling Green is getting 21.5, yet we each went with Morgan State. What was your take? Yeah, I didn't
0: understand why Bowling Green – I thought that was way too high. I agree with Bowling Green being the favorite. I don't – Unless Morgan State is as bad as Robert yep. Morris, which I don't believe that to be true, like I just think twenty one and a half is too much. I think Bowling Green wins the I mean, game. Bowling but...
1: Green's rough. What? They're yeah, wrong. I know. New I know. Coach. Like I don't.
0: That's I not th- a good. We've talked about this off wax. I don't think Vegas is the best at picking max spreads. I really would like to track our success yeah, that's true. and like
1: we are much better at Mac. Picking against the spread than we are Big Ten. Agreed. We should maybe track that separately this season.
0: We should maybe bet. Like, put some U.S. dollars down. <laughs> um, we were much better last year. So, yeah, I, I just don't think, like, 21 and a half points, that's absurd. Bet on Morgan.
1: Agree. Agree. So, all right, sir. It kicks off for real This weekend. So... Can't wait. Which game are you most looking forward Ooh, to? Uh,
0: good question. Let's do one in the Big Ten and one in the Mac. Um, So I sure. would say, you know, we don't have a great lineup of games. I think Northwestern, um, Stanford's going to be good. But the two, I think I have like a tie for two. I'm very interested yeah. in... Um, the Miami Iowa game. I think again, I think I was I think uh-huh. I was gonna win, but I think that Miami could make that at least oh. interesting, especially from a spread
1: perspective. Mm-hmm.
0: And then I really want to see how Lane does in Columbus. FAU OSU Oh
1: I like those two. I like those two. I guess I'm most excited for Stanford Northwest. Okay. But I do I mean, you know, this is borderline Christmas Day this week. Absolutely. So. Gonna be gonna be fun either way, and then, I mean, how can you not Thursday night, man? We're we're getting started. Sandy, Minnesota, San Boom. Diego, let's go. Boom,
0: absolutely. I'm in to row the boat. I'll row a little Thursday. night. <laughs> row just a tad, uh, and then yeah, In the MAC, I would say, I mean, I, I mentioned the Miami Iowa game, but uh, outside of that, non Big Ten teams um yeah really looking forward to the return of my fighting nathan Rourke. so i'm definitely gonna watch that mm. rhode island game uh and then i actually that, t- that toledo on, kentucky game toledo kentucky, toledo, kentucky. Yeah, toledo, kentucky. Yeah, yeah i th- I it. actually that's think it. that that could be interesting
1: you want to watch mac tune into yeah. that mac the sec let's, let's go, go. So, all right, folks, thank you so much for tuning in. This has been another week of 15-Minute U. We are kicking off the college football season officially and in full force <laughs> on Saturday, actually on Thursday, Thursday night. So we'll be there Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, and we will rejoin you next th- next Sunday. Um, remember, you can find Evan and I during the week at 15-Minute, uh, sorry, on Twitter <laughs> at 15-Minute U, at Evan underscore 15 Menu, and on Gmail at 15-Minute You. You can find us on iTunes, Apple Podcast app, Google Play, wherever else you get your fine podcasts. As you are discussing and anticipating all of the college football action at those water coolers as you hit the office this week, be sure to give us a mention in those discussions. And then while you're mentioning that, have those friends. Tell a friend to follow us. Subscribe so you never miss an episode. Regardless of what you do, don't pick them like my and Don't
0: brother. pick them like my brother. Okay, that pick 'em format turned out better than I thought it was gonna be.
1: Thank
0: you. Gotta trust it. I know, you just gotta tell me ahead of time. I'm just calling audibles at the line. That's not how this works. Let's go online. Alright, three Let's Go line
1: Two